Let he 
are at least 65 years of age. Americans are living longer, but many are enjoying it less. Some time ago, I was counseling with an individual who said, you know, I haven't really laughed in several years. I want to talk to you this morning about how to keep laughter in your life. We turn to the story of Abraham and Sarah and look at seven qualities in their lives which were responsible for their laughter. In chapter 17, Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. And in chapter 18, now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years. Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I'm worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure? I want you to understand that more is involved than some of you in your 90s getting pregnant and having a baby. But there are many other things in the, the pilgrimage of this man and his wife that brought about this joy, this laughter in their lives when they were 90 and 100 years old. So here they are if you want to write them down but better still to experience them in your own life. Number one, don't walk alone. Begin the great adventure of faith. Chapter 12, the Lord said to Abram, leave your country and your people and your father's household and go to the land that I will show you. In Hebrews 11, we read the summary of how Abram left his country, obeying the voice of God, and going into another country looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. If you are to have joy and laughter in your life, then you must begin this adventure of faith 
in experiencing in a personal way Jesus Christ. There's a story of a famous actor returning to his hometown, which his fellow citizens and family members were to applaud his achievements in the theater. As the people gathered that day for reception, an old preacher who had known this famous actor for many years said, would you repeat the 23rd Psalm? This actor with great eloquence and inflection and a rich voice shared the 23rd Psalm. Then he turned to the old preacher and said, I want to hear you say it now. And so this elderly minister of God with broken voice but with deep emotion, quoted the 23rd Psalm. When he had finished, there was a stillness among those who were gathered. And that actor said, I know the 23rd Psalm, but it's obvious that you know the shepherd in the 23rd Psalm. Senior friend, it's one thing to know about God, to embrace the church and activities in the church, but it's another thing to know in a very personal way the shepherd of life. As we shall see in a few Sundays in 2 Corinthians 13, Paul says, examine yourself to see if Jesus Christ is in you. To keep laughter in your life, number two, take the wings of the morning Live each day in God's presence. We find in verse 7, So he, Abram, built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. And as you continue to read the story of Abraham and Sarah, again and again we find the statement, and he built there an altar, and he worshiped God. Us must daily learn to wait upon the Lord. Lean thine arm upon the windowsill and turn thy face toward heaven. what it meant in the life of Abraham and Sarah to be sustained through those years through personal and corporate worship. One, it gave them the reality of God's presence. Charles Lindbergh, 
who made that first flight across the Atlantic Ocean in 1927, chose as his life's verse, and if I take the wings of morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, he will be there also. Abram took the wings of the morning and knew the presence of God wherever he went. Secondly, it gave him confidence. Later we hear God saying to Abram, do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield, your very great reward. This waiting upon God, taking the wings of the morning, gave to Abram guidance. And here again are so many verses that we could refer refer to as to how God met him and gave him guidance as to what he was to do. And fourthly, these older experiences in his life caused Abram to grow. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, who blessed the literary scene with his master masterpieces, once was asked when he was about 75 years old how he was able to continue to be so productive and to write those masterpieces. And he pointed out an apple tree that was full of blooms. And he said, you know, each of those blooms come from some new growth. And just as the old apple tree continues to grow, I guess it's because I have continued to grow each year. You must learn the art and practice the discipline of taking the wings of the morning if you are to experience joy and laughter throughout your life. Number three, keep the barn painting. That is enhance the beauty that God has given you in life. Verse 14, when Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that she was a very beautiful woman. Chuck Swindoll, if it was all right for women to use makeup, he said, if the barn needs to be painted, paint it. To keep laughter in your life, enhance the beauty. If needed, through cosmetics. But certainly through discipline of life. Be careful of rotting before a television set. Is that beauty is deeper than the skin. Charm, graciousness, 
unselfishness, kindness. Keep the barn painted. Number four, avoid ingrown eyeballs. This from what happened to Lot. In chapter 13, as Abram and his nephew Lot had come to a point of separation, Lot had ingrown eyeballs. Verse 10, Lot looked up and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan was well watered like the garden of the Lord. And we read later that he pitched his tent toward Sodom of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. And who lost his perspective. He looked at the material things. Selfishly he viewed what was an advantage to him and to his family? And because Lot had ingrown eyeballs, he lost his perspective. He lost his wife. He lost practically everything. In contrast, verse 14, the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him. Lift up your eyes from where you are and look north, south, east, and west. All the land you see I will give to you and your offspring. Did not give in to selfishness, to sensuality, and to the material things of life. But rather he looked up. Say to you and me, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit. The true riches of this life and the world to come. And for those who correct their eyesight, who get the right perspective, who keep looking up. The right perspective in life. Number five. If you want to keep laughter in your life, join the rescue squad. And by that, I mean help your brother. Team of the story, we find beginning with verse 16, Abraham pleading for Sodom. Lord, if there be 50, will you spare it? And you remember that he came on down to the point that he said, Lord, 
If there's 10, will you spare? Here was a man who gave himself to prayer pleading for this city, for the salvation of men. And then you will find in the next chapter how Abraham personally warns and instructs Lot to leave the city of Sodom before its destruction. Was able to laugh in his old age because he had forgotten himself, saw that his main mission in life was to help Lot and others like Lot. Abraham was a member of God's rescue squad in that day. Seniors who somehow have missed in recent years laughter and real joy and music in your soul, I say to you, join God's rescue team Plead and pray for the lost to be saved. And you will discover joy and laughter. Some of these report sessions, people who have been out on visitation and soul winning, come back and share how the power of the gospel penetrated and brought decisions. I see the joy, the laughter, the lives of some of you who are involved in pleading and praying for people to be saved and those victories bring to your life inexpressible joy and laughter. So I say to you, if somehow you want to increase the joy, the laughter of your life, like Abraham, join the rescue squad. Number six. Romance alive. This Live out your dreams. Come today that people are dying, and then several years later they're buried. By that I mean, here is a guy who at 47, because of his attitude, and lack of motivation and goals and spirituality shrivels and dies at the age of 47. He dies at 75 and is buried then. What a tragedy it is that in this church there are people 
who've already died and yet they're still walking around. The dreams of life to vanish, you have not allowed the romance of living to excite and to challenge you. Well, briefly, these points regarding Abraham and Sarah's romance and dreams. First of all, I find here that God had a real sense of humor. You know he did. For a woman at 90 and a man at 100 to have a child. I want you to develop the romance of life with a sense of humor. To be able to laugh at yourself and to laugh with people. This also means that you are to enjoy the fullest of God's gift. You are to enjoy to the fullest of God's gifts. Abraham and Sarah going on frequent honeymoons. Sarah putting on her best perfume and saying, come over here, honey, and sit with me. Not only of senior adults enjoying to the fullest the sexuality that God has given you, but all of the other gifts of life, God has given these, according to Paul, for your enjoyment. The third thing that's related to this is that you must keep hope alive. 25 years had gone by. God had said, Abram, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. You're going to have a son. Through your seed, I'm going to bless the world. Years went by. Asked Sarah, anything happened yet? Anything happened yet? And after a while, perhaps he didn't ask as frequently. And then there came a time in their lives that somehow hope was dim. And Sarah didn't give up. They kept their dreams alive, and so we read how it is in chapter 21. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised him. And the fourth thing regarding the romance of life is 
Believe in miracles. Yes, bring your dreams that God will give you. But also believe as these did that God was able to do far exceeding above all that man could ever think or ask. And so we read that Abram staggered not at the promises of God but was persuaded that what God had promised, he would fulfill. Folks, it'll bring laughter in your life. It'll bring a measure of fulfillment in your life if you too will live out the dreams that God will give you. And number seven, the sunset go home to glory and over in chapter 25 of Genesis there in verses 7 and 8 all together Abraham lived 175 years then Abraham breathed his last and died at a good old age, an old man full of years, and he was gathered to his people. You see, all of us, if Jesus tarries, as Tennyson said, is moving to that far-off divine event to which the whole creation moves, death. You and I have a rendezvous with death. But he makes a difference. And enjoy the sunset and look forward to the glory. So live that when thy summons comes to join that innumerable caravan that moves to the mysterious realm, to the silent halls of death, go thou not like a quarry slave scourged to his dungeon, but sustained and soothed by an unfaltering trust. Approach thy grave like one who wraps the drapery of his couch about him and lies down. Pleasant. If you can face the end of life as a beautiful sunset, knowing that God has given you work to do and that when that work is finished, that he's going to call you home to glory. That you can look death in the face and smile, knowing that God is your Father and heaven is your home. How beautiful to be with God when the earth is fading like a dream 
And from this misencircled shore, we launch upon the unknown stream. No doubt, no fear, no anxious care, but comforted by staff and rod in the faith-brightening hour of death, how beautiful to be with God. Then let it fade, this dream of earth, when I have done my life work here, of long or short, as seemeth best, what matters? God will appear. I will not fear to launch my bark upon the darkly rolling flood. Tis but to pierce the midst and then to be home with God. Adults here today who need to begin the adventure of faith. Some of you who know the 23rd Psalm, but you don't know the shepherd in a personal way. Why don't you invite him into your life and begin that adventure of faith? There are others of you who need to come and enhance the beauty of life by being a part of a church that will challenge you, that will bless you, that will minister to you, that will use you in the ministry. Of Jesus Christ. Some of you who need to get on the rescue squad. Why don't you come today and say. I offer myself anew. To win others. To Jesus Christ. Whatever the need. Whatever there is in your life. That you need to come. To the Lord about. We invite you to come. As we stand together and sing. Just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, I come. Let's stand and sing. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us one more time. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and as you heard Pastor J.C., if you want to accept Jesus Christ today, repeat these words after me. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me. Father God, I am a sinner. Forgive me all of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness and make me new. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for calling me by name. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. God bless you, my brothers and sisters, and thank you for being so faithful. Please share this message with your friends and family. God bless you.